Hello. I'm glad you could make it today. I missed you since our last visit. I've been reading from Hebrews, so last time was Hebrews 1 through 4, so we'll start at Hebrews 5 today. So we talked last time a little bit about how Jesus is our high priest. What that means is that he's been given the work of helping people with the things they have to do for God. He has to offer gifts and sacrifices to God for our sins. He offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice and cleared all of our sins. Since Jesus was born from a woman, he understands our weaknesses. He's able to be gentle with us when we do wrong, and he mediates between us and God. You don't get to just be a high priest because you want to. God chose Jesus to be our high priest. God said, quote, You are a priest forever, the kind of priest Melchizedek was. Unquote. Melchizedek was the king of Salem and the high priest for God. When Jesus lived here on earth, he prayed to God. He asked him for help to save him from death. He prayed real loud to God and cried until tears ran down his face. His prayers was answered because of his great respect for God. Jesus was God's son, but he still suffered. Through this suffering, he learned to obey whatever God said to do. Jesus is the kind of high priest that we need. He is holy. He has no sin, and he is pure and uninfluenced by sinners. Imagine being able to go through a day without being influenced by sinners, by any type of sin. The other priests had to offer sacrifices every day, first for their own sins, and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus didn't need to do that. He only had to offer one sacrifice for all time. He offered himself. And because he was sinless and perfect, it works forever. No more sacrificing. Doing these things made him the perfect high priest that would provide a way for everyone who obeys him to be saved forever. Jesus has already gone behind the curtain. He has already entered there and opened the way for us. Now he sits on the right side of God's throne in heaven. Now the first agreement between God and man was the law that God gave to Moses. If there was nothing wrong with that first agreement, then why did God say, quote, The time is coming when I will give a new agreement to the people of Israel and to the people of Judah. Unquote. God didn't find something wrong with the first agreement. He found something wrong with the people he gave it to. The people didn't want to continue to follow this first agreement. And so God turned away from them. So he sent Jesus here with his new agreement. God said, quote, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write my laws on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Unquote. He also said, quote, I will forgive the wrongs they have done, and I will not remember 
their sins. Unquote. Now you've heard people say, I'll forgive them, but I'm not going to forget. Well, sorry, but it don't work that way. You gotta forgive and forget to be forgiven and forgotten. Since God called this a new agreement, He has made the first agreement old. Anything old, according to the Bible, is useless and ready to disappear. Everyone must die once. So Jesus was offered as a sacrifice to take away the sins of everyone. He will come again a second time. But not to offer himself for sin. He will come the second time to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Under the old law, the place called the most holy place was the back room of a tent that housed the Ark of the Covenant. This was just a copy of the real most holy place where God actually lives. Everything in the old law was just a copy of the real thing. The sacrifices of bulls and goats were just copies of what needed to be done. It prepared us for the real thing. When Jesus came, he knew that the blood of bulls and goats couldn't wash away sin. He knew his blood was the only thing that could clean us from our evil. So he was put on that cross and he died there. They put him in a tomb and three days later he was resurrected in a holy body. And after a little while he ascended to heaven where our father lives. The real most holy place. By doing all of this, he opened up that way for us. He showed us that we could do the same. He was human just like we are. This life is nothing but a copy of the real thing that exists in the real most holy place, which is heaven. When it comes time, God will resurrect us just like he did Jesus. We need to think daily about the things that we could do to help each other. Think about how we can encourage each other to show love and do good things. If we decide to keep on sinning after we've learned the truth, all that is left for us is the day of judgment and the fire that will destroy those who live against God. Under the old law of Moses, people that were found guilty of not obeying the law were not forgiven. They was killed. So think about how much more punishment people deserve when they hate Jesus, the Son of the living God, for people who show no respect for His sacrifice that began the new agreement, or the ones who insult the Spirit of God's grace, it will be a terrible thing to face punishment from the living God. God said, quote, Very soon now, the one who is coming will come and not be late. The person who is right with me will live by trusting in me, but I will not be pleased with the one who turns back in fear. Unquote. We ain't the ones who turn back and are lost. No, we're the ones who have faith and are saved. Faith is believing in what we cannot see, and it makes real the things that we hope for. God was pleased with them people that lived a long time ago because they had so much faith. Since our world and everything in it was made by something that cannot be seen, we must make the decision 
in our hearts and minds that we are going to believe that God created it all by His command. It's a decision that we choose to make. Without faith, nobody can please God. Whoever comes to God has to believe that He is real and that He rewards those who sincerely try to find Him. Noah was warned by God about things that he couldn't see yet, but he had faith and respect for God, so he built a big old boat to save his family. All the great people in the Bible show us through their lives what faith means, so we too should work for God and never quit. We should remove all sinful things from our lives that would get in the way of working for God or make us sin. Never stop looking to Jesus because He is the leader of our faith and He makes our faith complete. Think about what He endured hanging there on that cross. Think about Him daily so you don't get discouraged and stop trying. God said, quote, My child, don't think the Lord's discipline is worth nothing and don't stop trying when He corrects you. The Lord disciplines everyone He loves. He punishes everyone He accepts as a child. Unquote. So, accept suffering like a parent's discipline. God does these things to you like a parent correcting their children. If you don't receive discipline from God, then you are not one of God's children. God disciplines us to help us so that we can be holy like Him. Of course, we don't enjoy the discipline when we get it. But later, after we've learned our lesson from it, we always enjoy the peace that comes from doing what is right. We have to try to live at peace with everyone and keep our lives free from sin. Seek and listen for God to speak. Don't refuse to listen to Him. Worship Him in a way that will please Him and with respect and fear. Because our God is like a fire that can destroy us. Now these things I'm saying aren't coming from me. They're coming from the Word of God in Hebrews. So you can go and read them for yourself. Love God and love each other. Help people that seem to need help. The Bible says that some people have invited people into their homes and helped them. And by doing that, they unknowingly have helped angels. Remember those who are suffering, whether mentally or with drugs, etc. Remember those in prison, just as though you were in there with them. Imagine you could be helping an angel. Keep your marriages pure between husband and wife and keep your lives free from the love of money. We all need money to buy food and stuff. The money is not the problem. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Be satisfied with what you have and what God's gave you, and not always wanting more. Be careful about listening to strange teachings. Sometimes they're interesting. I've done it myself, listening to the stuff on History Channel and stuff but that could lead you the wrong way. Don't worry about what food you eat. Obeying those old rules don't help no more. Depend on God's grace for your spiritual strength. Never stop offering your sacrifice to God through praise and worship. 
coming from lips that are speaking his name. Do good and share what you have with others, because sacrifices like that are pleasing to God. God is the one who raised Jesus from death. He raised him because Jesus sacrificed his blood to begin the new agreement that never ends. If you've never listened to anything I've said, please listen to this. Hold on to that agreement with all the faith you can and ride it plumb to the grave. And when you wake up, Jesus will be standing there with all of your loved ones that went before you. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm so glad you could listen. I love spending this time with you. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and hit that bell to be notified when I post a new story. If you're listening to the podcast, please share it with someone that you think would enjoy it. I can't wait to be with you again soon. Until then, I love you and God bless.